Thanks so much for joining us today on the Axiom Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Lonergan, and I'm here with my wonderful co-worker and co-host, Devin Dash. And we're talking about No Bad Teams. How are you today, Devin? I'm doing very well. I am excited for this podcast simply for the title, No Bad Teams. And I can only imagine what is going through our listeners' heads right now. Yeah, I honestly have so many thoughts because... I mean, we both have experiences where like no bad teams, really, you must be lying. So what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about that title? Yeah, I think I think the first question or the first thought that comes to my mind that I, I hear some of our clients say sometimes and not, no one in particular, there's not like one who does this, but we tend to they tend to approach problems and obstacles that arise or fires that arise in their organization by looking at the individual that is at the center of that problem or looking at the individuals that are surrounding that problem and saying, if we just had somebody else, or if we just had a better person in that seat or, you know, fill in the blank, then this problem wouldn't happen. It wouldn't, this wouldn't be a problem. And you know, that's why I'd like no bad teams is so controversial because we're saying and we really do want to empower our listeners to move away from that mindset and go now. It's not it's not always the case where there's no bad team, right? There are bad eggs and they do exist. But we're approaching this topic from the perspective of if at all possible, break out of that mindset not looking at your team to look at your break out of the mindset to looking at your team or the team members as the problem and start taking control of the situation as the owner and going, okay, if we take on the mentality of extreme ownership, which we love the book, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, if we take, take on their motto of, I am ridiculously responsible for everything as the leader, I'm responsible for everything that happens in my organization. Mm -hmm. I I can't, I can be constrained in how I address this problem by looking at the people, or I can be empowered by seeing myself as the one who has all of the ability to change and make things better. Um, that's what we want to move, you know, move the listeners towards. We really want you guys to be able to go be empowered to say, okay, it's not my team. Maybe it's me a little bit. And that's okay. Because if it's me and it's not my team, I, I can actually do this. I can make things better. I can have less of these fires pop up. Yeah. And when I hear you say that, Devin, what I think of immediately is something that I learned many moons ago is that you can't change anybody except yourself. You can only change the person that you look at in the mirror. And I think that's really important for our leaders and our listeners to recognize that it's going to be the hardest thing to recognize in yourself. But if you cannot choose to say, okay, I need to take a step back because I'm feeling frustrated with my entire team. Mm -hmm. It, it can't be every single person on the team. And yeah. And I think like, we're still talking about the question of like, no bad teams really. And that's still that mentality. And it's so hard to break out of. And, and I'll sympathize here because you, you look at the news, right. And you look at story after story, national headlines of major organizations, and I'm talking, uh, let's, let's go back to the national commanders. Uh, sorry, the, are they national? I don't, I don't watch the NFL much anymore. Yay, Washington commanders. I'm sorry. 
the Washington Commanders, uh, not to mention their former name, the football team, NFL football team, right? Um, there were so, there was a year, I, I mean, there was just a year of headlines from ESPN and from other major news media outlets that were following the misconduct cases that were coming against the Washington Commanders football team mm -hmm. and particularly the owner, owner, Dan Snyder, I think his name was. Um, right. And so there's, there's that example, a national headline of, you know, a, a team, a leader, in this case it was a leader, but just an organization that like in very general terms, had a lot of dysfunction, mm -hmm. right? So much so that there were countless misconduct cases coming out against them. Um, I think uh, another example is Tesla, right? Um, Tesla in an autobiography or not an autobiography, an, a biography. I love this. If you're not a biography fan, then you might turn your nose at this. But Ashley Vance, she wrote a wonderful biography on Elon Musk and she talks about similar circumstances where it was, you know, there's kind of a dog eat dog environment and, and Tesla. And it was, again, some of it is, is root, you know, finds its roots back in the owner, but just a lot of toxic, you know, turnover, people not really staying on the team long. And, you know, she really goes into the story of Tesla and how you hear how, it, it's almost like through attrition that Elon Musk has developed a bad, a good team, right? So a lot of, you think bad team, like an entire workforce of team members who never made it. And eventually the ones who made it to the end survived and, and they were, you know, made a good team, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going, okay, that that's a bad, a function of a bad team eventually is like, you have to work through it and get a good team. Those are really great examples of some stories in the world that we can talk about. Um, something else that we can talk about in this idea of no bad teams is what are the costs to the business? What are we talking about when we're trying to sit down this leader um, and say, you need to take a look in the mirror? What are What is it costing them? Yeah, I, and I guess I want to talk about the cost from like some of the ways that, and symptoms of that you can look to, to identify whether or not you have a bad team. Um, and so one of those, the first thing that comes to mind is the toxicity, right? And this can be a workplace that feels unsafe, a workplace that there's a sense that it's intimidating. It's an intimidating workplace. Um, there's, you know, maybe harassment cases that are coming out, right? So that's, that's one cost of the business, a toxic work environment, um, is both the, a cost and a symptom. It's mm -hmm. a cost because if I'm trying to hire new people and, you know, I, I want them to get a good sense of the work environment, I'm going to give them an opportunity to engage with my other team members. Mm -hmm. If And if they're a good hire, you want them to engage with your other team members to get a good understanding of what the environment is like. Yeah. And if you have a toxic workplace, you're those hires, those potential candidates are not going to want to be that. They're going to hear about the unsettledness. They're going to hear about, oh yeah, you know, in the pejorative sense, like we're, we're like family and which means we have a lot, you know, in some cases means we have a lot of problems and we're messy and it's not, it's not a great place. Yeah. So toxicity is a huge cost to the business. It can prevent us from being able to add good team members. Um, turnover, turnover is a huge cost of a bad team. Um, infighting between members of the team, gossip, slander, 
again, other symptoms that can point to a toxic environment, um, but turnover can be a direct cost, right? We spend all this time trying to get good team members on the bus and we spend all the, we, we invest in their training, we invest in their development only to have them, you know, leave the organization in the first 90 days or even the first six months, huge cost to the organization. Um, interruptions, you know, in this case, um, a bad team, you might, might have an owner who is unable to step out of the day-to-day operations mm-hmm. and they're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, not because they want to and they love it, but because they have to, because if they step out of the day-to-day, the team members who they rely on and they've hired to help drive organizational output can't do it. And so you have interruptions to the business. Yeah. They can't do it or they can't trust them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what else? I would say, yeah, just kind of dovetailing off that, putting out fires, um, a lot of mistake fixing. Um, you might have high warranty costs, um, for fixing mistakes that were made by, you know, people out in the field, or if you're making, if you're manufacturing, uh, products with defects, things like that. And so, yeah, losing business, you know, when you have customers that call and are threatening to walk out or walk away or switch companies, uh, that's another fire. Uh, that's a cost of having a bad, you know, members, bad team members. Um, and then I think on the whole, like from, from a future perspective, you have a severe cap on the business's ability to grow. And mm-hmm. so you have all of the costs, maybe direct costs or lost opportunity costs while you're dealing with, you know, bad team members or bad teams. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately results in a business that's handicapped and it doesn't have the ability to grow. And, you know, that's, it doesn't have the ability to grow whether the owner's there or not. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, those are some of the, I think, direct costs with bad teams. Yeah. Those are some scary ones, um, just directly hitting your business. And when you think about your business as a small business owner, which most of our listeners are, small business owners, that those are scary to think about the toxicity that could be happening within the four walls of the thing that you have built from the ground up because you were so passionate about it, to think about the turnover, to think about the fact that you're capped, you're capped. So when we think about that, let's switch to the cost to the owner directly because we're thinking about this, no bad teams, really. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to walk away from the idea of constantly blaming the team and instead taking a look in the mirror. So let's talk a little bit about uh, a little bit specifically to the owner of the business. What is it costing them specifically? Yeah, I would say for the owner stress, that's the first (laughs) one. And it could be emotional stress. It could be physical stress from having to step out of the office and get into the field and you know, maybe they're, maybe they're at an age and at a time in their life when they didn't want to be doing that. You think of, um, let's, let's look at this from a little bit of a different perspective. We never had a good team, right? We were never able to even form a bad team. And so we have sole proprietors who didn't have any team. And so they've spent their whole life working and and that's not, not knocking the hard work at all, mm-hmm. but a bad team 
you might equate that with no team and say there's a ton of stress that that individual always has physically to get up every day to go do the hard work. If it's, you know, a plumber or, a, you know, somebody who's working a trade, um, you might have the emotional stress of all the things that we mentioned earlier and that we know what kind of damage that does to the body. Mm-hmm. So that that's stress just in general is a, is a huge cost to the owner when we are, are functioning with a bad team or um, no team. That goes with something I already mentioned, right? Lack of freedom to step away from the business. And not just lack of freedom to step away from the business, but when you're in the business, never feeling like you can make progress on any one thing because you're always getting pulled in a hundred different directions. Mm. And so you're constantly having to, you know, you're starting and stopping and, and fits and stops because I, I, I can spend five minutes on this thing before somebody walks into my office with a problem and something went wrong. I made the mis- this mistake. The contract wasn't drafted properly. Now the customer is threatening litigation against us, right? All of those fires are a result and getting pulled in hundred hundred different directions is a result of, you know, in some sense, not having a, a good team. So having a bad team, um, man, just, just keep going here. Uh, inability to scale back. Um, and so like we're, we're thinking moving towards a passive ownership structure, mm-hmm. right? So you are engaged in the day to day. The cost of the owner is an inability to scale back an inability to pull out. Those all go hand in hand. Um, and then even again, going kind of working through the long term from, from short term implications to long term implications and inability to sell the business eventually at a value that would be desirable, you know? And, and I think that's where, that's where we, we, I get excited because we have business owners that come to us that are coming to us at the end of the rope and their, their statement is I want to be out in five years. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. I want to be out of the business in five years. Um, that's my timeline. And so we start asking all these questions like, well, why do you want to be out? And I just don't want to deal with it anymore. It's too much stress. I, I don't feel like I'm making any progress. I don't get to spend the time with my family that I thought owning a business would allow afford me to do. And, you know, I just, I just want to be able to, to get it to a place where I can be comfortable, sell it and be comfortable And, you know, we work through that conversation and through our process, we like our encouragement to them is, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to still dig. We're still going to do some discovery and figure out what exactly is going on in the business. You know, five years is your timeline. We need to do everything possible to increase the value of the business. How much are you looking to get? Because there, there might, there is, there's a lot of circumstances where what they want out of the business is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a cost of a bad team is that we never are going to get the value of the business um, <laughs> that compares that that is a collection of all of the sweat equity that we've put, they've put into the business. And so that's where we, you know, we just say uh, we might not get there, mm-hmm. but I will say, you know, the encouraging thing is when they do come to us and have that problem you know, one of the things that we love is saying all the things that we're going to help you and work with you on in your business, mm-hmm. you, you might not be able to sell it at the the best value or at the value that you want, but the things that we're going to do are going to help you 
to not have to work in the business daily mm -hmm. and still get the value that, you know, the continuous uh, mailbox money, if you will. Yeah. Now I'm sure we have some listeners who are looking for that exit strategy. They want to be out within five years, but we also have some listeners who are here today and they're like, I don't necessarily want to be out, but I just want to know how I can go home at the end of the day and actually spend some time with my wife or my husband or my kids or my best friend. I just want to go have dinner with her mm -hmm. and just enjoy it. What is it that Axiom can do to start pushing them in that direction? Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm, I think I'm going to tee up the next podcast here with that because what we're starting to get into is what, so what is Axiom going to do to help them get to that place? Well, we talked about it at the beginning. We want to empower you. Mm -hmm. Hey, the team that exists in your organization right now, for better, for whether you like this or not, the team that exists is the team that you've allowed to exist, right? Or the team that doesn't exist is not there because you have made decisions not to build that team. And so we get to have the fun conversation of saying, you, you know, in a sense, you have to change. How do, what's Axiom going to do? We're going to help you make the changes necessary as a leader in order to be able to uh, put the team structure, put the leadership structure in place to, so that when you take a month off from the business to go on vacation, the business isn't going to crash and burn. Yeah. So that's really, that it comes down to how are we going to help? We're going to empower you as the leader mm -hmm. to take control of the, the obstacles and, and grab hold of the opportunities that are in front of you. Um, and one of those ways is bolstering your leadership and helping you to move from bad teams to good teams through leadership. Yeah, through leadership. So just like Devin said, our next podcast is going to be part two of this series, No Bad Teams. And we're going to talk with Joey about where good teams come from, extreme ownership and how it starts with you as the leader. I can't wait to come back again with you all next time. And until then, thanks so much, Devin, for joining us today. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs>